Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Danger Room, the X-Men Comics Commentary Podcast. My name is Adam. My name is Jeremy. We're here to discuss X-Men number 45, the June 1968 issue titled, When Dun, dun, dun. This is another issue in which we are little font face the X-Men featuring the senses-shattering Cyclops. On the cover, Cyclops is blasting at Quicksilver, but Quicksilver is, I don't know, he looks like he's, his legs are straight out. Did you ever, when I was a kid, I had a t-shirt, it said Shazam, but... And I always thought the character's name was Shazam, but it wasn't. It was something else. I don't know who. I think it was actually the original Captain Marvel, but as as imagined by DC. Anyways, he's, right. he's kind of in that Shazam pose, and he's got the lightning bolt and everything. He's not running, so I don't know. It's just it's just weird that his legs are like straight out. Yeah, it looks like he kind of like ran, or or he's uh, forming from Cyclops's feet somehow. He looks like he's sitting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's a very plain cover. Not a whole lot going on here. Um, my question is, uh, you know, throughout the Marvel Universe up until this point, is Cyclops really a, a, a grab, a get? Are people looking at this cover on the newsstand going, oh, the senses-shattering Cyclops is in this issue. I better pick this one up. My prediction is that they're just trying to, you know, this is what the comic book is about. And maybe people will pick it up because they'll see, oh, the sense of shattering. I think they're trying to get new fans, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, like normally you would do that in some gimmicky sort of ways, you know, like an X-Men dies. Well, they did that already. Or, or featuring Spider-Man or, right. or something like that. But, you know, when you feature like your own characters, when you're trying to gain more, it just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. That, that's all I'm saying. It makes sense to me. They're just trying to get... People to go, oh, there's a character named Cyclops in this magazine. I'm going to get it. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so we uh, we open this thing up, and, uh, well, let's start out with the credits here. Stan Lee is our editor. Gary Frederick is our scripter. What? Whoa. Don Heck is back, but he's only laying out the panels. Werner Roth is penciling, John Tartaglioni is inking, and Sam Rosen is lettering. So we have kind of like a classic team mixed with a whole new writer, I guess. Roy Thomas is on vacation. Yeah, he's like, Ugh, I'm so done with the X-Men. Why, <laughs> why didn't anybody like my Sinister 3 series, whoever they were? <laughs> Factor 3. So we're in a um, dungeon room. Cyclops is, uh, this is a splash panel. Cyclops is catching us up on what we missed. You know, oh, Warren's been gone for so long. He should be back. And he was going to get the Avengers. And uh, I got this lead shield around my face. How am I going to get it off? And we're caught up. <laughs> He's currently shackled, not just with the lead shield around his face, but with some shackles around his arms and one around his chest. Yep. And we get a reminder from Stan that... Uh, uh, Angel had fought Red Raven last issue. So for those of you who forgot, I want to catch everybody up as well and remind uh, them that the Toad, in addition to putting the lead thing around his face, also um, 
uh, got rid of Cyclops' little hand thingers. Remember that we made such a big deal about a couple issues ago? Mm-hmm. So, as we progress to the next page, Cyclops feels that the only way that he can get out of this is if he uses the full force of his power against his visor. It works, apparently. He's able to unleash the full force of his power. How do you think this works? Do you think he's had his eyes closed for several hours, and so, like, he's building up all this energy? Also, aren't aren't his powers controlled by the sun? His powers are derived from the sun. So even if it was pointed out in, what, two issues ago or last issue, that even in the moonlight, you know, you get a little bit of refraction from the sun. So he's always charging like a battery. But he's in a dungeon, so maybe there's a window in there. I'm not really sure. (laughs) But second of all, let's think about this for a second. If he's got his visor on and he's walking around doing his normal day-to-day stuff, say shopping at the grocery store or whatever, he's probably got his eyes wide open, right? Mm -hmm. And, And as we talked about, like the only way he can kind of like control some of his power is by, you know, opening and shutting like his visor or his eyelids to, you know, widen or lengthen the beam. So... How does he how does he make more power? My only guess is that he had his eyes closed for several hours and he was building up energy that whole time. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's the only thing I could come up with. Well, they also went out of their way in some issue to say that even when Cyclops' eyes are closed, there's just a little bit of a gap so some of the force would come out. I have a. I guess I just have a real big problem with this. Uh, he keeps. He he continues on. He's like, oh, it's working. The angle and sheer force of the rays is forcing his visor open, but it took a lot out of him. He says. So the visor is shut with the ruby quartz, which is supposed to keep his force beams in check. Which means, when ruby quartz is present, is he not producing the beams, or is he always firing? But the ruby quartz is kind of like diffusing it. You know, I've always wondered that. So the only thing that's ever made sense to me, and I'm, I'm nobody, I'm not the encyclopedia or anything, is that the presence of ruby quartz within a certain perimeter of his eye is it literally stops the eye beams, the, uh, stops the, these optic blasts. Mm-hmm. And when he takes the glasses off or when he raises the, the ruby quartz, that's what allows power to come through. See, I always imagine he was just always shooting. But your your idea makes more sense to me. I mean, because think about it. If he is always shooting and he's wearing his glasses, wouldn't it blast his glasses off? Well, right. But his glasses are usually like super thick and stuff. And and that's like the property of, of ruby quartz. As soon as it, get, it gets hit, the, the, the force dis- dissipates to nothing. Mm. But yeah, that doesn't really make much sense. So despite that big origin panel we got the other day, he um, he he basically contradicts it. He retcons it already, two issues later. <laughs> and he is able to blast through the lead shackle that was over his eyes. And uh, then, of course, he, he... I mean, you would think at this point that his, opti- that his uh, Cyclops goggles would be broken, right? I mean, he literally forced them open with all that force. So like whatever mechanism, because you know, you, if you have something that you you force close with like springs and and uh, other things, and then you force it open, usually it doesn't quite work as well uh, as you go on, right? Maybe he was just like squinting really hard, so that like he so he was moving the visor up his forehead. <laughs> oh, so that 
the the ruby quartz part of it wasn't in front of his eyes. Okay. Then he was able to force the visor open by kind of looking up towards it. That I could almost buy. Trying to come up with something. <laughs> the other thing I've noticed here in this issue now, I checked this out. I did a, a little bit of research. Uh, in the first panel and the last panel, you can see Cyclops's ears sticking out of his costume, much like Captain America's do. Hmm. But in the last issue, they were not. But in the issue prior to that, they were. <laughs> He's got two costumes and... Uh... Yeah, but that means that uh, when Toad uh, uh, tied him up here, he did a quick change costume or cut his ears out. Right, exactly. He was like, Toad, Toad, can you cut my ears out? I'd like to hear myself dying. <laughs> All right, anyways, he gets himself free through this questionable method. Uh, and he says that he has to find the rest of the X-Men so that he can tackle Magneto. He blasts his shackles, but then he's able to burst the, sh- the, the, the thing around his chest. I just, I just assume that there was a panel missing in which he shot those bands as oh. well. I don't know. That's fair. But I mean, it does kind of look like, you know, the Hulk bursting out of something. Right. And have you noticed that Cyclops has really buffed up in these last few issues? Yeah, I have. I mean, it's <laughs> ridiculous. I know Beast has noticed. <laughs> so he heads off. He's looking. He's running up and down various corridors. Um, he says it, it might take hours, but he can't do it alone. He discovers a door and peeks into it, and there's Jean Grey. But she's unconscious, and he surmises that... She must be made unconscious so that she can't use her telepathic powers that she inherited from Professor X. So this is just a little bit more dialogue that's proving that Professor X gave Marvel Girl some of his telepathic ability before he died. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. My other question, though, not my other question, my other uh, observation is why doesn't he just, why doesn't he set her free? Because she's unconscious and... He'd have to carry her around. I don't know. I mean, he says she's probably in a trance of some sort, so she won't be of much use to us. Well, come on, like blast the door open. And when she's out of the trance, then maybe she can wander herself up and be like, oh, Cyclops, you're in trouble. Let me save you. She is the core of the team. Yeah. She's the only one who has good ideas. <laughs> Pretty much. So she deci- or he decides that uh, he, he, she's gonna, or he's going to leave her behind. So he heads off to go find uh, Iceman and Beast. Starts running up some weird stairs. It's a very odd perspective going on here. Like the whole panel is drawn at a 45 degree angle and Cyclops is at a 180 degree angle or 90 degree angle. No 180, no 90. I don't know what he is. He's sideways. He's perfectly sideways. He looks like he's falling sideways off the stairs, but he's actually running up them. Very crazy. And the toad manages to see him. The toad is lurking in the shadows. And he's like, uh-oh, I better go tell Magneto. The master must be warned immediately. Uh, and so there says you get another clear shot of it. So you know it's not a coloring issue. You see Cyclops's fleshy ear <laughs> sticking out of his costume. Uh, and then he's ah, oh, the, the toad, he spotted me. So he shoots... Um, at a door behind Toad to try to stop the door. 
and the door stops momentarily, and Cyclops dives through it, and then uses his force beams even more by ricocheting a blast off the one side of the door jam and into the door to keep the door open just a little bit longer so he can make it through the door. Whew, that was exciting. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> but then he sees three doors, and he's like, oh, I don't know which way the toad went. I guess I'll just have to risk it. <laughs> Meanwhile... Meanwhile, we cut to Angel, who is now over his adventure with the Red Raven, still thinking about the Red Raven. <laughs> so not only did we get a little memory box in the very beginning of the issue saying, remember Red Raven, everybody? And now we get basically uh, two-thirds of a page devoted to his fight with Red Raven. So I'm figuring Red Raven has to come back at some point because they're making a big deal out of it. Oh, yeah. And uh, Angel says, but I'll have to try to figure that out later. Yeah, this is going to become Angel's arch nemesis. I can just feel it. (laughs) Or best friend, one of the two. So he's heading off to the Avengers, and he's like, oh, the X-Men are counting on me, and Magneto might take over the world and kill other people. He makes it into the big city where the buildings are orange and green and purple and red. (laughs) It's a limited color uh, uh, wheel that they have in the 1960s. Even though we flip back to Magneto's Island, we get a little yellow box here saying that if we really want to learn how successful Angel was, we must read Avengers number 53. Mm. Hmm. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) It's probably just one of those one-shot couple panels of uh, Angel saying, Hey, Captain America, can you come help us? And Captain America being like, A, I'm not in the Avengers anymore, and B, no. (laughs) That's what I predict. Wow. Anyhow. So we come back to Magneto's lair where Cyclops is still walking around. And now he gets spotted by Quicksilver. Quicksilver decides that he's going to go in and try to talk to Scott. So he jumps right in front of him and says, Halt, Cyclops, I wish only to speak with you. And then Cyclops responds by blasting him. Well, Cyclops says, Pietro, but no one tells Cyclops to halt. He's doing that thing again. Yeah, it's one of his keywords. <laughs> no one tells Cyclops to halt. What was uh, the other one before? I can't remember what the other word. Can't? Can't? Nobody tells yeah. Cyclops can't. So those are those four-letter words. Cyclops really hates them. Yeah, those are trigger words. So he goes, uh, he goes all crazy and... He starts attacking. Yeah, he basically blasts uh, out at Quicksilver. Toad, meanwhile, is able to find Magneto and says, Master, Master, the one called Cyclops is free. He's doing a little pee-pee dance. <laughs> and I gotta go wee. And Magneto's like, no, you may not. <laughs> dance for my pleasure, little one. No, Magneto's like, you're adult. <laughs> I like that word. Adult. <laughs> You're adult, a cowardly dolt, uh, and it's your fault that he escaped because you were supposed to be watching him. And so now you know what happens when you fail me? And he just starts blasting at him. Yeah, I'm going to blast you with my magnetic green beam. We find out next page that his magnetic green beam is called the Mind Bolt of Magnetic Energy. Whoa. <laughs> so he still has mind powers. Mind bolts of magnetic energy. I mean, at least they're trying to make it a little bit more plausible. <laughs> and it's not just, you know, like, I can also read minds and go on the astral plane. 
I think any kind of stretches of people's powers in this issue has to do with Gary Friedrich. Uh, yeah, okay. He probably hasn't read any of the issues prior to this. Yeah, nobody's really caught him up. He's reading from some cliff notes that uh, Stanley wrote on some uh, bar napkins. Don't worry about it, baby. I'll put something together. <laughs> Why don't you get me another gimlet? Mm, gimlet. <laughs> so Toad's begging for mercy, and uh, Magneto's like, how dare you? Eh, whatever. All right, I'll give you some <laughs> mercy, but come with me to the Magna screen. Okay. I, I mean, are these guys, like, I think I asked this already, but, I mean, are they roommates? I mean, does, does <laughs> is Toad like, Master, I'd like some milk for my Cheerios, and then Magneto's like, you snivelingly cowardly dolt, how dare you? And he just shoots it with magnetic mental bolts. I would totally watch that sitcom. <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, here's your milk. You're not worth my trouble. <laughs> so, actually, do you think um, which one's uh, the clean one and which one's the messy one? Um, well, Toad's got to be the messy one. See, I disagree. I think Magneto's the messy one, and Toad's always cleaning up after himself and Magneto, and Magneto's just like, Toad, so, stop touching my things. I like to have my shirts on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Toad's always, Toad just looks dirty. Well, he does, because he's always cleaning up uh, after Magneto. That's just what I'm getting at. And do you think every night just ends up with Ma- or, uh, Toad laying on the floor with, like, steaming magnet burns all over him? <laughs> oh, oh, master. Oh, master, he's silly. Anyways, you know, they go up to the Magna screen, and uh, there's an explosion on the Magna screen. That's what it looks like anyway. I think that's just the signal of it turning on, but it's quite yeah. an explosion. <laughs> yeah, he is pulling the turn on lever. So on the video screen, we get to see uh, Cyclops and Quicksilver, and I'm not sure who's doing what and which way is down. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So either this is a view uh, of straight down and Cyclops is on one foot falling backwards, and, uh, I don't know, Quicksilver's flying toward him. <laughs> uh, clearly the effects of the word halt have worn off a little because now Quicksilver offers to talk to him again. <laughs> and Cyclops is like, all right, go ahead, I'm listening. Quicksilver starts talking about, and this is this is kind of neat. I mean, it, it gets a little bit more serious here. He's talking about, you know, we've been persecuted and hunted and hounded, and Magneto's got an idea, and I think we should give Magneto some uh, some credit here and, and and just see what he's up to. You know, he wants to create a country for mutants, and and by and only by following him can we all kind of live in peace. And I mean, Cyclops it, thinks to himself, there's a lot of sense in what he's saying. So, I mean, basically, if Magneto would would actually say those words and, and construct those sentences himself, he becomes a believable character to me. But he's always just so cartoony, like, bah, you sniveling coward. How dare you mock the power of Magneto? For I will magnetically bolt you, I will, coward. I am power. I am power. Um, I find this really interesting because many years from now in the current X-Men comics, spoiler alert, um, Cyclops is doing exactly this. The mutants have formed their own country 
off of the side of uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Spoilers, everybody. I said spoilers. And Magneto, more spoilers, does that end up creating his own island many, many, many years from now as well? It's actually uh, Asteroid M is the Utopia Island that the uh, that Cyclops and all the other mutants are on. That's so cool. I wish you'd stop giving away this stuff. I wanted to be surprised. <laughs> you won't remember. <laughs> yeah, at issue 530, I'm going to be like, remember back in issue 53 or whatever this is, 45? Hopefully we're going to have enough fans that will point that stuff out ahead of time so we'll be all caught up. Yeah. We can go back and refer to uh, the issues. Actually, you know what I liked about some of the current continuity issues? I don't think they do it so much anymore, but you'd open up the front cover and it would show you like elements of stories that had, uh, or the covers of issues that pertain to the issue you were about to read. Mm-hmm. And every now and again, you'd see some super old issue that they were referring to. They stopped doing that, but I thought that was really neat. Uh, so Cyclops continues thinking about, yeah, this, this kind of makes sense. And uh, we get a little side note here that there's a there's a mysterious arrow stuck out of a pipe somewhere. Hmm. Huh. All will be revealed, they say. Yeah. So, all right. Well, dear listener, keep note of the uh, arrow. Did you notice the arrow? Well, I read the special note. Did you notice it before the special note? No. Me neither. No, no, I'm not that attentive. <laughs> uh, and so Cyclops, you're almost. we almost think that, uh, well, Quicksilver almost thinks that he's getting through, and the way Cyclops is talking is like, yeah, you know, that that's the answer to our prayers, Quicksilver, but then he goes on. He goes yeah. on to the brainwashing that, Ma- that Professor Xavier gave him. Magneto is bad, and therefore I won't listen to anything that has to do with Magneto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks to Professor Xavier's guidance, I'm certain that I'm making the right decision. So he's not even thinking for himself. <laughs> right. I'll have no part of that movement, blah, blah, blah. I'll have no part of any movement in which that Magneto is involved. Even if, like, Magneto turns another leaf and he's, like, he's all, like, you know, humans and mutants should live together in peace. So he'll have to change his opinion. Yeah, never. Never. Or even if, uh, you know, Magneto would maybe one day, I don't know, possibly become the headmaster of the, the you know, <laughs> mansion. That's impossible, though. That could never happen. Yeah, yeah. So then Quicksilver, he's like, enough of your blasphemy. And all of a sudden, he goes into second mutation and grows an enormous fist. <laughs> Mutant fist! <laughs> Do you remember uh, Masters of the Universe? Uh-huh. There was a character named Fisto, and he was just a dumb-looking character who had a giant fist. I don't remember him. Okay, everybody take a moment, look it up. Fisto. Google Fisto or Wikipedia. Yeah, and make sure you keep the O on there. <laughs> you don't want to get too surprised at your findings. Uh, yeah, but Fisto had a giant metal fist, and you would twist his waist, and he would come punching out. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of what happens here with Quicksilver. Either that or it's a really terrible perspective shot. <laughs> I mean, because his fist is literally the size of Cyclops's torso. Yeah, it's 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 bad. <laughs> Crack. So no wonder Cyclops is punched backwards. I mean, he got hit by a huge fist. Yeah, a fist twice the size of his torso. And just as soon as it appeared, it uh, just as quickly disappears. And uh, <laughs> that gives Cyclops the ability to uh, shoot and then swing Quicksilver over his shoulder. 
Yeah, it's a good page here. We get some good action scenes of Quicksilver grabbing Cyclops around by the neck, and then Cyclops tosses him over his shoulder and zaps at him, and Quicksilver grabs a random bar hanging around and does a little trapeze act. Although, I gotta say, it's very reminiscent of the 60s Batman show, because every, not every panel, but you got Zap in a big font. Zacked. Zapped. Yeah, what happened to Zit? <laughs> Zit. I, I half expect a bonk and all of those <laughs> other sound, effect, uh, sound effects from the Batman and Robin show. But anyways, yes, it is, there's a, it is very well-drawn action here. Probably the best page so far. Maybe. I don't know. So he's trying to keep uh, pressure on uh, Quicksilver, so we move on to the next page. Quicksilver gets the idea that if he can tear some packing from this computer, he might be able to do something. That, doesn't, that sentence doesn't make any sense to me. Somebody doesn't know anything about computers, I guess. Packing. Turns out that, well, he said he needed to get some packing from the computer, but what he actually grabs, what, what he actually ends up saying is this graphite padding should stop your beams long enough for me to gain the upper hand. So did, what? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand either, because Cyclops says, wow, my eyes, I can't see, but doesn't he have a goggles on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't the whole visor kind of in the way of the graphite padding. It's kind of like a shield for his eyes, you know? So, I mean... What, does he stick the thing, like, underneath the visor so it goes under the uh, ruby quartz? I don't know. Maybe he grabbed some graphite-padded sticks and stuck them straight through the ruby quartz into Cyclops' eyes, and Cyclops is now permanently blind. I'm going to go with that. (laughs) Okay. So let's continue on. It turns out Magneto has been watching this whole fight, and he's kind of like, all right, Quicksilver's winning, but why isn't he finishing him? Oh, and he's he's fist pumping. Yes. (laughs) Pretty awesome. And uh, Toad is trying to find some reason, like, oh, he's just trying to exhibit his prowess for your pleasure, Master. Silence, Claude. Confine your eyes to the small screen. So basically, watch the X-Men and make sure they don't move. And they haven't, by the way. They're still they're still strung up. Scarlet Witch shows up, and she's curious as to what, what all the fist pumping is about and what all the <laughs> shouting is about. Magneto fist pumping yet again. So the thing that... that uh, I mean, if we're going to go back to the roommate scenario, right? So apparently, like, Quicksilver and... Well, whenever you're an evil mutant or in the Brotherhood, you just live with Magneto, right? <laughs> yeah. You just show up from time to time, and oh, we're in the middle of an evil plot. Okay, I, I'm in, I'm in, no problem. So when when she says, "I heard you shouting, Magneto," I mean, is that really something you'd come for, or would it be like, "Magneto, I haven't heard you shout all day. Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she notices that uh, Quicksilver is fighting, and she's like, "Oh, he could be hurt, or even worse." And Magneto's like, "Yeah, don't worry, he's cool." Yeah. He can take care of himself. And and then she's like, well, I suppose, but that X-Men looks so grim, so determined. He's like, Magneto is in complete control by watching the Magna screen. And he throws out a little Avengers quip, like, if a former Avenger can't defeat Cyclops, he's certainly of no use to me. So it's a test now. Kind of. 
And then he goes on to say, uh, uh, there's no place for the weaklings in the kingdom of Magneto. So finally, from Magneto's own mind, we hear that he does actually want to create a society of only mutants. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. And so Cyclops, or I mean, Quicksilver is continuing to think, I mean, he's really pulling his punches. It doesn't look like it from this panel, but it kind of seems that he's saying that. Cyclops dive bombs him, grabs him by the waist, and shoves him into the back of a computer. Woo! Uh, let's see. We also get a little, uh, the Scarlet Witch looks on helplessly, her injured mind unable to fully comprehend the gravity of the situation. So, uh, and that's a result of being grazed by the bullet that we talked about last issue. So, what is she kind of retarded now, or what do you mean? She, her- just, she just doesn't have her powers. I guess she's also a little mentally challenged. I guess is what they're getting at. I mean, it, it'd be one thing to be like she's lost her powers due to this gunshot, but I mean, they're literally saying her mind is unable to fully comprehend the gravity of the situation. Mm-hmm. And is that? I mean, maybe that's why she's running around with her costume on. Because I mean, she doesn't have her powers. Why is she in her costume? Well, she left her business suits back at home. Ah, and is, is this gunshot here? Is this what accounts for basically the rest of the Scarlet Witch's problems throughout her her career as a superhero villain? I don't know. I mean, we'd have to tune into the Avengers to find that out. Oh, all right then. So. Quicksilver manages to get the advantage here and um, punches, double fists punches uh, Cyclops. That's a pretty cool double punch. And then uh, Cyclops gets punched out by the Hulk in the next panel. <laughs> yep. No, what? it's actually Quicksilver's glove, which happens to be green. What, what happened to the purple outfit? Didn't he used to have a purple outfit? Or was it always green? I think it was always green. I think you may be thinking about Eunice, whose costume shifted colors a couple times. Hmm. Okay. He's only got one last chance, and that's to release his optic blasts blind. He's still blind. He still can't see. He hopes he gets lucky and manages one of the one of the eye beams ricochets off a piece of extra heavy machinery. Not just not just heavy machinery. It's extra heavy. Mm-hmm. And he manages to hit Quicksilver's square in the back, knocking him out. Yeah, this really goes to show that Cyclops only has one trick in his bag. <laughs> Although Cyclops worries that he may have killed Quicksilver. Yeah, he does. He's all upset about that. Uh, and But he, he grabs him and he's like, oh, come on. He's, he's still breathing. Come on. I've got to try to revive him and find out where Magneto is. Come on, Pietro. Listen to me. Snap out of it. Or or you'll be wearing bandages, Sonny, instead of those 3D glasses. Who? The Avengers. Avengers. So who do you think, which one of the three Avengers, or four Avengers, we see uh, Black Knight. No, we see, uh, what the hell's his name? (laughs) Black Panther. Black Panther. Giant Man? Goliath. Or or is it Giant Man? It might be Giant Man. I can't, well, it's Hank Pym, right? Right. So it's him and the wasp and hawkeye uh, yeah and hank pym or giant man or goliath or whoever he is is wearing a costume i've never seen before <laughs> so anyways i think it is giant man but it could be goliath i don't know i wish he would just pick a character and stay that character <laughs> and then it says you will find the cataclysmic collision of this two-part thriller in avengers number 53 which means i was wrong <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we are going to have to read uh, The Avengers number 53 next week. Crossover. 
the first crossover, I believe. Yeah, yes, yeah, the first two-part crossover. I mean, the first yeah, exactly. uh, outside X-Men full-on issue was that Fantastic Four one we did a while ago. But yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. This, but is, this is like a one-story crossover. Yeah, this like is within two issues. This is the first one where you have to like rush out immediately and buy another comic book to. That to must suck it. for those kids. They spent their hard-earned ten cents, and they're like, "What? I have to go buy Avengers." Think about oh, it, man. though. It's a lot to ask. I mean, you're kind of like, okay, you know, I'm budgeted for this many comic books per month, and, and then now you got to buy another one. Think about when you and I were a kid and things like Fall of the Mutants would come out, and you're like, what, i got to buy 12 comic books? Yeah, that was rough. Extinction Agenda. Oh, Oof. my gosh. And then now think about today when you got your Civil Wars when, like, a whole story comprises, like, 50 issues. <laughs> okay, I can't handle it, people. Well, there you go. Uh, Avengers number 53, that's what we're going to be reading next week. But as you know, with the X-Men currently, we're in the midst of the origins. Yeah, where we left off last issue, uh, Bobby Drake was inside of a cell awaiting trial when suddenly the uh, walls exploded. Yeah, so this tale is called, And the Mob Cried Vengeance! Uh, written again, Gary Frederick, Friedrich, however you want to pronounce his name. Drawn by George Tuska, inked by John Vurputin, and lettered by Irving Watanabe. That's a new name. Is it? How do you pronounce that? Watanabe? I said Watan... Yeah, I guess Watanabe. I think it's Watanabe. Watanabe. Japanese. Ah, uh, Watanabe. <laughs> I'm going to stop saying it. Uh, okay, yeah, and Cyclops is in the jail cell, but I thought the last panel of the last issue was Professor X being like, go forth, my minion, and bring him to me. Well, the, the last panel of Cyclops was that, but then it said an hour later. Oh, okay. And then uh, the the walls were being blown in. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. All right. I got a little confused by that. So anyways, uh, yeah, and uh, Cyclops is like, come on, man, we got to go. And Iceman's like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to court. I was in self-defense. He, I killed that man in self-defense. <laughs> I froze that guy and ultimately murdered him. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to, I'll just sit by for my trial. You know, no, no need to worry about me. Which, you know, if Professor Xavier and Cyclops were understanding, they'd be like, okay, I get it. You're just going to let the justice system run its course. Because they can, they can break in and save Bobby at any time. Why would they use this as an opportunity to be like, okay, let's see what the populace is like? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But they yeah. don't. Well, the professor isn't around to guide Cyclops in this adventure, so... Yeah, but the professor was like, go get him, Cyclops. And, and the professor could be like... Hold, Cyclops. The boy has a uh, has a point there. Maybe we should uh, whatever stuff and junk. But come on back to the mansion. We'll watch the trial on TV. 
Meanwhile, outside of the jail, there's a, a mob formed. They've all got shotguns, and they're like, we're going to get him. And then they're like, no, he's going to have a trial. And then we'll get him. The sheriff of the, the town is determined that the, the, he's going to get a fair trial, that the mob does not rule. And uh, it's strange, but this green-shirted guy, has he's pointing his arm, but they colored it the same color as the sheriff's jacket. So the sheriff's arm looks really weird. <laughs> it looks like it's super long and... Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> it looks like he's like he looks like he has about a seven foot arm. Yeah, that's really funny. Uh, yeah, I guess back then they don't really give any credit to the colors, but whoever it was was just coloring like mad. Yeah, well, he colored in all the Cyclops' ears. <laughs> so this is where I got a little confused. So on the next page, actually, I should say on on this first page, Cyclops is at like the entrance of the jail cell by like the little key lock. So it's like the front of the jail cell. So presumably he broke in from the other side, right? In the next panel, he's hanging out in the window. Well, you know, he's like, come on, kid. Let's go through the window. Look, I'm in the window. See the window? Window. <laughs> okay, so anyway, yeah. So he he leapt from there to the window, and, and he's like, come on, we got to go. Let's go, let's go. They, 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 there's no telling what those citizens may do. Uh, so let's go. And Iceman's like, no, no, I'm not buying it. You just leave me alone. And so Cyclops basically says, oh, then for your own sake, I'll have to get rough and bless him. <laughs> Watch like he did with Quicksilver. I guess yep. um, Iceman must have said one of those trigger words, but we just don't know which one it is. Yeah. What? You're not coming with me? Nobody says they're not coming with me to Cyclops. Zapped. Um. Iceman's or Bobby's arms begin to freeze over and Cyclops jumps Bobby and knocks him through the wall that he blasted open out of the jail. And at that point, Bobby totally freezes over. And this is apparently the first time he's ever freezes, freezed over. What happened to me? I iced up all over as if by reflex action and... Ugh. So... My guess is that he froze all of his clothes off and he's completely naked right now. You. <laughs> <laughs> and in, a, in such a precarious pose that Cyclops has got him in. <laughs> Ugh. Well, this is the old snowy uh, Iceman, too. Yep. So maybe this snow's over the top of his clothes. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> doesn't look like he's wearing any shoes or pants. You know, he doesn't have any cuffs like he did in the previous. He's naked. Yeah. He's naked. Okay, so anyways, Cyclops feels it uh, necessary to say, heads up, the momentum of my leap's carrying up us out of the hole I blasted. Yeah, like you didn't notice that as you were jumping through the hole? I mean, come on. As you leapt towards him, towards as the hole? You were, as you were tackling him into a hole? So not only did Cyclops blast two holes into a jail cell, but then they crashed through some large awning. So they're just causing property damage left and right. Yeah, this is this is just awful. Yeah. This does not bode well for Cyclops' first mission. The outside shotgun holding people are uh waiting and they hear all the ruckus and they're like, Ah, oh, the kids are escaping and the sheriff's like, Clam up, Charlie, there won't be any shooting unless I give you the word. And so they head in to see what's going on, and then we cut back to Iceman and Cyclops where Iceman freezes up Cyclops in the same manner that he freezes everybody up. 
Yeah. Cyclops, we don't really actually get to see it, but uh, Cyclops says, oh, you think you're tougher than me? My eye beams can blast that ice away. We didn't get to see it, but that's what happened. Iceman takes off and the, uh, the the angry mob behind him, they they come outside and they see them and the sheriff admits, okay, boys, I reckon I was wrong. Go after them. They're not going to escape no matter what. And they're not so upset that he uh, escaped and that he's all snowy. They're really upset that he's naked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's public decency laws, boy. Get back here. I don't know. There's no wing in this photo. Well, it's come on, man. He's frozen over. It's really cold. <laughs> He's at least wearing wearing boxers. No, I just crawled up inside him. Oh, it's so cold. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Cyclops is chasing after him. He's like, "Come on, don't." Uh, I have to talk to you. Make you understand. I mean, the whole time Cyclops is shooting him and blowing holes through stuff. I mean, no wonder uh, Iceman wants nothing to do with him. Cyclops is nothing but trouble. Yeah, seriously. This like Iceman thinks that Cyclops is a criminal. I, I mean, would, wouldn't you? You just discovered you got these powers, you're in jail, and this guy comes blowing the holes through your jail cell and like, come with me, I'll help you. And you're like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need any help. No, it's for your own good. Iceman jumps into a boat named Susie. Cyclops is closely after him. Drake, wait, there's a vigilante mob coming after you. Please listen to me. Like, Cyclops, why would he listen to you? I know, he's like, oh, get away from me, you crazy freak. Stop yelling at me. Guns are firing, and Cyclops thinks to himself, it's no use. The only way to help him is to defeat him. What? I don't know. So then Cyclops, uh, not only that, he blows a hole through the dock, uh, so the people with guns fall into the water. And he's still chasing after uh, Iceman. So he's just, just destroying everything. <laughs> this town will never be the same. No. Uh, so, but then he runs, and Iceman's driving a boat, and Cyclops jumps from a, I don't know, a bridge or what's going on here. But doesn't it look like the water's at two different levels here? Yeah, it does. It's a really terrible picture. So this must be like a dam sort of thing. Yeah, and apparently it's it's kind of like the uh, Spy Hunter uh, speedboat where it just kind of comes yeah. out of nowhere and now it's driving through the city. Um, and so it's, Cyclops jumps onto the boat and then they have a little fist Ice fight. Drake, or uh, Bobby Drake clocks him one and then crashes the boat yep. into piling. Uh, a, a piling? I don't, I don't What is that? That's a nautical <laughs> thing. <laughs> I would think it would be a pylon, but that could be something else. They get knocked to the nearby pier, pier from the boat. and um, Look here in this fourth panel. You can kind of see uh, Iceman's uh, little crack there. <laughs> He's naked, I tell you. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, the crash seems to have stunned. Okay, so Iceman throws some ice at uh, uh, Cyclops. There's a big block of ice and it cracks over his head. Yeah, but Ice, or I mean, Cyclops tackles Iceman back and then they keep fighting each other. I kind of like this panel of, uh, you know, it's one panel, but there's two different times happening here. Two different actions, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, finally, after some 10 minutes of the fiercest hand-to-hand combat ever seen by man... <laughs> ever 
ever. <laughs> Look, and do you remember that uh, that fight scene by um, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Richard Roundtree in They Live? Nope. That was the fiercest hand-to-hand combat ever seen by man. We'll see. That hasn't been made yet. A good point. That was a movie from the 70s. And if you haven't seen They Live, pause the podcast and go watch They Live. It's a fantastic movie. So anyways, their their powers apparently are so depleted from this hand-to-hand combat that was the fiercest man has ever seen, and none of them can use their powers. And so the sheriff shows up behind them with a shotgun, and he's gained a lot of weight in this last panel. He's holding up a shotgun, and he's like, you better come peacefully. <laughs> you know how to squeal like a pig? Iceman's like, no! <laughs> Iceman thinks to himself, too weak to raise my hands. What if they shoot before they realize what really happened? Next, the second X-Man. Whoa, and that's where we end our tale. So that tells me that Iceman only gets a uh, 15-page origin, whereas Cyclops got, what, a 20-page? Or 25? Oh, yeah, I guess the next one will be finished. I hope we get another one of those Iceman power things, like the Cyclops one. Gee, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go, folks. Uh, Issue number 45 in the can. Yes, indeed. Uh, We didn't get any letters or uh, reviews this week or Facebook letters or or anything. Nothing. What the heck? Did all of our fans go on summer vacation? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, that's it. We're going to get a barrage of uh, of communications back in the fall when everybody's back uh, in school. It's getting <laughs> cold out. And they're like, oh, I just caught up with all my podcasts. Sorry I haven't been writing lately. Speaking of a barrage of emails, we're approaching our, uh, our 50th episode as well as the 50th issue of X-Men. And um, I don't know, our 50th episode will come first. So... Send us some letters for our 50th. Ask us some questions. We, we want to answer some questions on our 50th episode. That'll make it special. There we go. An extra long, extra question answering 50th episode. And if you don't, we'll just make up some questions. We'll just ask each other questions. <laughs> uh, okay, well, then... Um... And you can do that by writing us at... Danger Room at Red Cat Productions, or no, Red Cat, what is it, Red Cat Productions.com? <laughs> yeah, Danger Room at Red Cat Productions.com. Ugh, I had a brain freeze there. I know. <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash Danger Room Podcast. On the Twitter at Danger Room Go, although you, you can't write us on the Twitter. Well, you could tweet to us. But you can write letters um, at our webpage at redcatproductions.com slash danger room and how oh yeah uh and i think that's uh you know that's uh, or go out to itunes and you know check us out and give us a little five-star rating and say oh it's a great great show and and uh the best thing that you could actually do is tell your tell your comic book loving friends to check us out yeah definitely um we are at 24 ratings in the itunes uh so, you know, get us to 25 by issue 50, and then 50 by issue 100. All right. Well, then, in that case, I think it's time for us to uh, shut her down, eh? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, what? Okay, good. Okay. 
the danger room is closed. Clash of the Titans. The combat. The courage. The splendor. The spectacle. Clash of the Titans.